Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, David and I are joined by Paige Demakos of the Draft Network and the TDN Fantasy Podcast to give you guys a little bit of Buccaneers fantasy info. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, you know, a lot of guys talk a big game, but if you're a one-and-done kind of guy, Blue Chew can even help you get to round number two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code locked on. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E chew.com. Promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N to try Blue Chew for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But I What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Tis the season to be drafting. That's right. Fantasy season. We promised you some guests and we have one of the best coming on with us now. Of course, you know her. You love her. She is hashtag Petty Page, Page Demakos of the Draft Network and the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige, how you doing? James, thank you so much for the lovely intro and uh, the TDN Fantasy Podcast. My first guest appearance uh, since we've made the transition. Uh, it's lucky for me that uh, the change from TD to TDN was just felt natural. So it was a real easy one for us to facilitate and uh, happy and excited to join you guys in good timing because we just dropped our NFC South podcast today. So it's like you guys planned this or something. Exactly. It's it's always great to talk to you, Paige, of course. And like you said, the TD fantasy is now the TDN fantasy. Yep, so that's on me. My bad. For those who aren't completely up to speed, Paige, let everybody know the good news and, and what that really means and, and everything that just went down kind of in the last week or so. Yeah. So we moved uh, last year to the TD fantasy podcast, myself, Jake Arians, who I'm sure Buccaneers fans are familiar with the last name. Uh, and, and Jamie Eisner were, did our podcast and we were partnered with scout fantasy. We had a great partnership with them. Um, it was an awesome experience, but I have uh, got to start working with the draft network last year and developed a, obviously a great relationship and going into this season when we were evaluating and thinking about what we were going to do, it just made a ton of sense to move uh, TD fantasy from that platform to the draft network 
bring the two forces together and it's obviously an exciting time for everybody. So you guys can find the, the podcast on the draftnetwork.com Now you can search TDN fantasy, uh, but you'll get redirected. If you, if you look up the old name, TD fantasy, you'll get directed to the new stuff. So really excited and excited to talk to you guys about some bucks and fantasy football. So let's do it. Oh, absolutely. But <clears throat> before we dive into to the fantasy aspect, of course, this is your first season as as kind of a, a Bucks fan. We know the Bears are still your heart, but <laughs> but you know, being you know, being now a, a very avid Buccaneers follower, uh, it's your first training camp, you know, yes. following this team as as close as you will be. So how are you feeling about the team and, and you know just just a day away from the players reporting and then, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, what, what are your overall feelings on, on the roster and, and preseason festivities? I'll give you a little behind the scenes. So uh, Jake came to the podcast. This was probably last week. He spent a, he spent about a week and a half um, up in Georgia, which is, if you don't know, that's where Bruce Arians has his forever home as he calls Mm -hmm. it up in a beautiful lake house up in Georgia and they had their lovely foundation golf tournament that they had. And Jake said that Bruce was going to leave the lake early to go back to Tampa because he was so excited. Now that may seem normal for you guys, but let me tell you something. Bruce doesn't leave the lake early. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that Bruce was leaving a day early to get back to Tampa because he was so excited and so ready to get into football season was a huge deal. So I think if you're a Bucks fan, you got to be you got to you got to know that you guys are in for a real treat. I'm, I have I have some good expectations for the Bucks overall. I think they're going to take a huge step forward this year, and it's really hard to to look at what you guys have got going on down there and not have some excitement. And like I said, as a pseudo Buccaneers fan this year, I obviously will be watching very closely. Yeah, it's great. Lots of excitement. So it's good to hear that coaches probably more excited than anybody else. I'm really kind of hoping that the cards or the stars all kind of align. And uh, maybe Bruce can be the first coach to repeat as a as a star of the All or Nothing series there on oh, Amazon Prime. But that's for a later day. Uh, getting into fantasy now, Paige, as, as everybody knows, that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, let's start the fantasy talk with Jameis Winston, because when you talk about the Buccaneers, pretty much everything starts and ends with Jameis Winston. Um, in our mock draft trials that we we did for the website, we have Winston clocking in in around round 10 of 12 team drafts. Jamie mm-hmm. has him as his eighth-ranked quarterback right now over there at the Draft Network. Uh, how does that ranking and how does our ADP that we discovered uh, well with Jameis Winston sound to you when you're looking at Jameis Winston for this year as a fantasy quarterback? So your ADP is right on par with with everybody else. So the ADP for Jameis on Fantasy Pros, that's pretty much everyone putting together, is about 107. I think you guys clocked in at 110. And that's prime value for me. That's when I start looking for a quarterback. I can tell you that Jameis will more than likely be on a fantasy team that I have this season because I do not draft quarterbacks early, nor does Jamie, nor does Jake, nor do people who really want to win fantasy football leagues. Because (laughs) if you draft a quarterback in the second round, like I'm looking people looking at people do with Patrick Mahomes good freaking luck people because you are missing out the drop off from the top tier wide receivers and running backs to the next tier is so significant and guys in the quarterbacks you can get guys like Ben Roethlisberger and Jameis Winston who are going to put up numbers each and every week last year guess where I drafted Ben Roethlisberger I got. I drafted him in the eleventh round. You want to know where he ended up last year? 
the second overall quarterback in points per game. Yes, they throw picks, but guess what else they do? They throw for a lot of touchdowns, throw for a lot of yards, and that matters. Jameis is definitely going to be on my radar. He's more than likely going to be on at least one team of mine. And if you're smart, you'll listen to my advice and you will wait on a quarterback and Jameis will be your guy. Paige, I'll I'll see your 11th round Roethlisberger and I will raise you. I got Roethlisberger off waivers after week one. Well done, James. That's, <laughs> that is exactly the type of thing I'm talking about, man. I'm telling you, I will stack the deck with running backs and wide receivers early oh, yes. on and wait on a t- and wait on a lot of other positions, mostly the quarterback position because I know I can get somebody later on and Jameis is clearly as the ADP says, a guy you can get later on who I think has the potential to be up in that top 10 conversation for quarterbacks as far as fantasy perspective goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, speaking of, of stacking up on these running backs, we'll get to receivers in a minute, but something that really kind of surprised David and myself to you, you know, you're on a show with two Peyton Barber fanboys. Um, your, your NFC South preview, you had Ronald Jones higher than Peyton Barber right now. And, and the same sentiment has showed up in, in mock drafts as, as you saw on, on the ADP uh, list that that we shared with you and you know Rojo's had an average draft position early in round 10 and Peyton's lasting until round 11 you know there's a lot to be determined you know coming up with camp new coaches new schemes you know we 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 know all that but if I'm drafting this week or next week you know I'd be really really nervous about taking Ronald Jones over a Peyton Barber what can you tell us or, or other listeners to kind of ease our insecurities there? What I can tell you is the expectation is that Ronald Jones is going to end up being the guy in Tampa. Oh, wow. Um, um, and that is uh, an expectation that that's where you see that reflection happening across the fantasy space because you know that he's going to end up taking a lot of touches and there's, there's an expectation that with that coaching staff, they know how to handle a guy like Ronald Jones, and they're going to get the best out of him. Now, I am in total agreement with that, uh, as is Jamie. He's lasting until, you know, I think around 110 I looked at his ADP. Jamie, myself, and Jake all have him much higher than that. Jamie has him at 68. I Overall, I have him at 75. Jake also has him around that range as well. So I'm just telling you guys, it's coming from good information. So I, I have a good feeling um, and good knowledge that Ronald Jones is gonna is gonna really take a step forward this year, and I'm gonna like him, and I like Peyton Barber too. Um, it's not it's we have him higher than his ADP as well. We really like both backs and and think that they both have value, um, especially when you're looking at where they're where they're lasting to. That's a that's a great position to get a guy who has some high upside, and that's the way I would describe Ronald Jones. Yeah, it's definitely uh it's definitely a leap of faith. I mean, if there's if there's any crew to to take that faith in, it's definitely you guys. And and like you mentioned, I mean, handcuffing Barber and Rojo might see it might not seem like the most obvious handcuff to target in an early, early draft, like a pre-training camp, pre-preseason draft. But I mean, you do that and once once everything starts to shake loose and, and you see what's what, you can make a move if you need to. So uh great advice as always. But now let's get to the wide receivers. Mike Evans is is lower in Jamie's rankings than our mock trials showed. People drafting him. We have him coming in around wide receiver seven. Jamie has him listed as wide receiver twelve. Where do you put Mike in line with the other top fantasy wide receivers? 
Yeah, Jamie and I disagree here. I I think Mike has top five potential this season uh, because of conversations that I've had with the staff, their excitement and and understanding of they knew that Mike Evans was talented, but watching him and seeing him and being around him, um, I've always been a huge fan of Mike. He's a really, really talented guy. And I just, I just anticipate that he's going to see the ball a lot. And I know that they're not going to force it to him. And I know that they have a lot of good options that they feel really comfortable with. But I think that only benefits him, actually, because it means they can spread the ball around and he's not going to see as much double coverage. Um, and he's going to be able to go up and get the ball even more so. So I know that Jamie has him at 12. Um, I have him in my, inside my top 10 as my number nine wide receiver this year. So when I saw his value... Um, he's a guy that I looked at and said, yep, I feel if, if he lasts to that aspect, to that far into the draft, I'm, I'm going to go out and get him because I have a feeling he's going to have a phenomenal season. Yeah. I have the same feeling. And I'll tell you, Paige, I mean, it's, it's hard to say that you're really surprised at this point because everybody that is being listed above Mike Evans, I mean, I can't look at any of the names on that list and, and call them scrubs by any means. No, um, no. But if I did have to pick one whose ADP right now is higher than Mike's that, I'm not so sure I agree with it's Juju and it's not a a question of Juju. It's a question of without Antonio Brown on the field in that offense, the defense doesn't have to to roll over to Antonio as much as they used to and and have had to. So now they can, they can pay more attention to Juju. So I have a little bit of concern with his fantasy value coming into this year. And I think me personally, I put Mike over Juju right now. How do you, how do you feel about that situation? Um, they're, they're really even for me. Um, I think I have Juju listed as my eighth overall. So I think they're eight, nine or really, really close to each other. They're both inside my top 10. There's actually one that Jake and I are really in and Jamie's kind of moving towards our side and it's Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, we're really not excited about him. And uh, most of it comes from the fact, and Jamie had a great statistic that he brought out today. He's only played 73% of his total games. It's Mm -hmm. almost, it's pretty much guaranteed that he will not play 16 games this year. And the best ability is availability. And I know that Mike Evans is going to go out there and he's more than likely going to play all 16 games. That's what your time would tell. So, and, and with Odell, when you look at their offense, if the Cleveland Browns are going to have success, they're going to have to run the football. They're going to have to. That's the division that they play in. They can't play this high-flying offense that everybody kind of thinks that they're going to. And they also have a lot of mouths to feed. They have a lot of guys there. If you want Jarvis Landry to have success, he's got to see possessions. He's got to have targets. And I just that's my concern with Odell being, you know, in some positions a top three guy. He's the guy that I kind of look at and go, Man, if he's there, I'm not very comfortable. Like I, the talent is there, but with the injury concern and the offense, when I see if I if I could get a running back kind of where Odell's going, and then wait a little bit and get a Mike Evans, I'm feeling really really good about that scenario. Yeah, well, and then the the name that kind of irks me when I see him being drafted higher than Mike, and maybe you'll you'll disagree, but I will fight to the death that Mike Evans is better than Devontae Adams. <laughs> You're not going to find any disagreement from me. Uh, I, listen, I, I am, for whatever reason, and and I get it. Aaron Rodgers is obviously one of the most talented, if not the most talented, quarterback in the NFL. Um, but I, I'm lower on that team in general, and it's not out of spite, as people would say. Like I just, 
I don't know what's going to happen with that coaching staff. I wasn't a big, if I was a Packer fan, I would not be excited about that hire. There's already been tumultuous situations going on there. They lost a lot on that wide receiver room. I don't really, Devontae is really the only guy that scares you. What's going to happen when you're playing, I don't know, the Bears defense, the Vikings defense, even Detroit's defense, just in that division alone, Devontae is one of those guys that's going, okay, you're looking at it and you're going, yeah, okay, Devontae's great, but who else? Who else right. are you afraid of, out of coming out of that offense besides mm-hmm. Rodgers? If they force the ball to him, I just I, that's that's probably one of the guys that I look at it and I go, yeah, I I I don't like this situation. I think Devontae's a really good wide receiver, and I know Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but another you know another year, another injury, coming back, new offense, new coach, new everything. I don't I don't love that situation. I, I have a lot more confidence in Mike Evans with with Bruce Arians and, and a quarterback he's comfortable with and a lot of people that are gonna be on the field sharing than I do with Devontae Adams. Yeah, I, I like that point. And I really feel like Devontae is almost kind of getting the benefit of the love that the you know general football population has for Aaron Rodgers, while Mike might be suffering a little bit from the overall doubt that people have about Jameis. Absolutely. That's part of it. And that's always going to happen. But mine is less about, it's more about, I look at that room and I go, okay, it's easy to lock up one guy. It just is. It doesn't matter what defense you're playing. So if you're, if you don't have other options, they're going to struggle without Randall Cobb, Jimmy Graham's. I mean, what, what other great options do they have? Their running game still questionable. Rogers is coming off a major, another major injury. I, I new offense, new head coach. I, I don't get the, I don't get the conversation where people are arguing about him or Julio Jones, or I, I just, there's, there's some, there's some guys up in that top tier that I've seen people arguing back and forth. And I'm just a little confused about how he's entered the same conversation as Deandre Hopkins. I, I mean, that just seems ridiculous to me. Well, and, and speaking of, of wide receiver rooms, let's shift away from Mike to, uh, to a guy that a lot of people are really high, high on. And that's, of course, Chris Godwin. Yeah, he's sitting with a right now his ADPs in the fifth round over at, at the draft network. You guys had him at wide receiver 23, which in, in some leagues is a wide receiver two. Um, you know, sometimes these leagues are, are won and lost by risks that pan out and, and ones that don't. If, if I don't get Mike Evans, and I'm looking at getting Chris Godwin a little bit later. Where's the point of no return as far as when I can draft Chris Godwin? Um, you know, can I let him get past pick number 50 and have a chance at landing him? Or, you know, is this something where you're going to have to, you're going to have to kind of take that chance and draft him a little bit higher than maybe some of your league mates would think to. Now, now listen, you guys might be drafting with a bunch of bucks people, so it's probably not, they're not going to last that long, right? But if you're in a league with people who are maybe not necessarily paying attention to Tampa, I think his ADP now, right now in Fantasy Pros is 56. So he is lasting past that 50th spot. And that's where I would really, really feel comfortable taking him and knowing that I'm still getting value, right? Because I don't want to reach just because I like a guy. And and I, I really liked Chris last year. Jamie Eisner was really high on him last year. Um, we like him again this year, but he keeps creeping. And the more Bruce keeps talking about him, the farther he keeps creeping up. And I keep telling Bruce to stop talking about him because he's giving away my secrets, but he's not listening <laughs> to me. So I, I, I told him this was supposed to be our thing, man. Like I was supposed to have this insider thing and he's, he's keeps getting in press conferences to talk about Chris Godwood. I'm like, well, there, there goes that. So um, I think the more he talks about him and I think the reality is in camp, 
and in preseason, he's, his stock's going to rise. So I, I don't think you're going to see his ADP drop anymore. I think he's just going to move up. Um, and that's where I start to not really like the value. So I think if he's, if he's there past 50, that's where you feel really comfortable taking him. Uh, that's where his value is. That's where I would, I would take him. If he starts creeping up, um, I would, I would shy away. Solidly fair. <laughs> uh, Paige, as, as you, Jamie and Jake talked about on your own podcast, on your NFC South preview, which dropped, uh, today, Tuesday, as we're recording, um, Brashad Perryman is going undrafted for the most part right now. I think really across the board for people who will make them look smarter than their, than their competitors. Is he a stash and sub guy for you? Or do you think you can let him sit in that free agency pool and then stream him when you need him? Depends on what league I'm playing in. I have some pretty savvy leagues that I play in that I think they're, he's probably going to get picked up right away and stashed. Um, I'll probably have him on a team. Because I'm I'm very intrigued by what he can bring to the offense, and I think I think we even said it in our preview, kind of on a matchup basis, liking what he could potentially bring. Um, I know Jake's pretty high on him as well, knowing that people are going to kind of similarly to how if you think of the Cardinals offense when they were at their peak with J.J. Nelson and John Brown and all of those guys, Larry Fitzgerald, obviously, even Michael Floyd at times, all the, the all the guys were seeing touches, all the guys were getting receptions, and there were games where J.J. Nelson would have huge, huge games. So I think there's an intrigue level there. Uh, so I'll probably have him on one of I'll probably have him in one of my leagues, uh, and I'll probably either get him right away after the end and and have him stashed, or I'll wait till after week one and and go pick him up. Now, on a on a recent episode, I made a pretty bold prediction, <laughs> where I said the Buccaneers were going to have three one thousand yard receivers: Mike Ooh. Evans, Chris Godwin, and this guy, OJ Howard. I have predicted a 1,000-yard season for who I consider to be, when healthy, an elite tight end in the NFL. What are the chances that I'm right about this? And, uh, and where do you, you kind of rank OJ in terms of the, the NFL tight end landscape right now? Yeah, I, I like OJ a lot. We, we have him a little bit further back in our overall projections, just because I don't really like taking tight ends early. It's another position that after the Travis Kelsey, and it used to be Gronkowski kind of conversation, Mm -hmm. it's a big block of everybody's kind of the same for like two to 10. We like them. We kind of, we all like them. Then there's a drop off after that. But he's in that range for us. So it's one of those things where if he starts going in the in the third or fourth or fifth round, like I, it's too early for me to take a tight end. I'm going to wait and I'm going to get somebody else. Now, that doesn't mean I don't like OJ. In certain leagues, I know that I'll be able to get him in, in a round that I feel comfortable with. Um, I think Jamie has him at about 78 overall. I think I have him at 75 or somewhere around that total range and his ADP is at 58. So that's a, I don't, I don't like that he's going that early. Uh, and it's just a positional thing. It's not an OJ thing. I love your bold prediction. I'm all for that. And listen, if, if, if Jameis does everything right, there's no, there's no reason why what you said just said can't happen. Right. Um, and I know that a lot of people are, are, doubting Jameis for a lot for good reason right 
Um, but I, I really, I'm buying the Kool-Aid and I like your prediction. I really do. And, uh, there's no, no reason why it can't happen. And man, oh man, that would mean the offense was a hell of a lot of fun to watch if that happens. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it'll make, uh, my drafting of Jameis Winston in my money league even better. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I don't think anybody is targeting Tampa Bay's defense as a draftable option. And if they are, then they are the true definition of a homer. Um, <laughs> but you did mention them as a potential streamer option. And you guys kind of talked about like that week two matchup, especially if Cam's shoulder doesn't turn out to be as good as, as people are kind of claiming it to be. Where are some other points, maybe, if, if, you, if you have any off the top of your head already in the Buccaneers 2019 schedule that you're seeing them as a potential for, for streaming? Because I'm not going to lie, I did stream them a couple times last year. One time it worked out pretty good. The other time, not so much. Um, <laughs> but so they're, so they're an interesting streaming option, especially with Todd Bowles. You guys kind of talked about that. Like you give Todd Bowles some time to put some things together and, and he can make some magic happen. So where are some points in the Buccaneers year where, uh, you know, obviously we're still in July, but that you're kind of eyeball- eyeballing them as a streamable option? I think we we talked about the first three, right? The 49ers at home, Panthers on the road, and the Giants at home. Uh, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good three. When I'm looking at the Giants, I expect very little from. Um, and and teams are going to struggle on the road coming to Tampa and that humidity and heat at the beginning of the season. We know that uh, those Cali boys in San Francisco aren't going to know what it's like to come down to what it's going to feel like a swamp when they get in there. And I'm not all so sure. I know a lot of people are high on the 49ers, and I'm kind of like. Eh, I'm not ready to go there. Like I haven't, I haven't seen enough of Jimmy to love that team. And I haven't seen their defense is <laughs> sketchy at best. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not in love with, so I know we talked about those three um, being a, being a nice little option for them. There's a back to back with the Panthers and the Titans. I don't have high expectations for that. Um, that back to back there, they play the Cardinals at home. That could be a good option. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of, there's, there's a couple of, of, of standouts there, uh, in between that you're playing, obviously the saints, the Falcons, those are all stay away games. Obviously I, hopefully, uh, you guys know that as fantasy players to not play defenses. I don't care who they are when they're playing those teams, especially if they're on the road. Um, but there's a couple of good options for the, for the Bucks defenses here. And listen, if there's anything we know about Todd Bowles, his defense does things that helps you in fantasy. It's aggressive. They'll create turnovers. They'll create stuff, have sacks. That's all important for fantasy defense perspective. So I, I think there's a couple of, of times that you're going to be looking at at the Bucks defense to potentially stream. And that's another thing I rarely ever draft, um, if at all. And I, if I do draft them, it's usually way at the end. And it's because I like the first couple of matchups and then I drop them and I pick somebody else and I stream somebody throughout the season because it's really hard to predict who's going to be the, the Chicago bears of last year. Right. Because I, there's probably no way the bears recreate that fantasy season that they had last year. Not everyone plays in an IDP league there some of our listeners may not even know what an IDP league is but for those who do how many viable options are there on this Buccaneers defense to target in those individual defensive player uh draft positions uh that's a that's a very good question I think that Jake I I would love to I'm going to pull up his list here because he just sent it over to me he's the king of this I've never met 
anybody that pull it, that gets he wins in his league. He plays in a league with like Robbie Tebow, who's Tim Tebow's brother. And like, it's the randomest group of people that you would probably all know who they were. Um, and, and he picks out, like he gets all these guys to play and he, he's just, he does a really, really good job of, of picking people out that have, that have good statistics. Oh, I remember now he has, so I'm pulling it up. He has Nadamakin Sue is a guy he would definitely take. Um, he has, let's see. Let's see who else he's got here. He's got Devin White on his list, which shouldn't shouldn't surprise anybody. That's those are the two guys he has as as guys that he would that he would play. I would play Devin White for sure in the in an IDP league. And if you haven't played in an, in a league where you draft individual defensive players, you should you should try it out because it's it it is really fun. It it definitely makes you pay attention to stuff that you've never paid attention to because it's racks up things like tackles and obviously you know it scores differently depending on who you're playing with. But it it makes you start to pay attention to some of these guys that maybe you haven't really watched individually, and all of a sudden you're going to become a fan of some defensive back that you've never really liked before. Yeah, my really? main league is an IDP league, and I love it. It's great. Yeah, it's a really fun way to play. Really surprised not to hear Levante David's name there. Yeah, it's listen. I haven't I haven't put together my defensive rankings because I don't do IDP stuff until like right before the end. So I wouldn't be surprised if I put his name in my conversation. But I I gotta have a conversation with Todd Bowles before I start making all my <laughs> my IDP stuff happen. So after I have that conversation and after the third preseason game which is where I do not draft before because I require me seeing some level of what the team is going to look like before I draft anybody. Um, that's where that's where I'll, I'll come back on the show and I'll drop some knowledge after I talk with Todd Bowles and, and watch the defense play in real life. All right, we're going to hold you to that. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, and Paige, uh, yeah, it's always great to get you on the show, so we'll, we'll definitely take you up on that. Um, you're heading down to Tampa soon and taking in part of training camp. Uh, what's the biggest thing you're hoping to see when you get down to Tampa? Uh, seeing Bruce Arians' um, face light up when I start talking to him about football. That's probably the thing I'm most excited about. Uh, definitely want to to talk about Jameis and his progression. I think that's obviously got to be the biggest thing that people are watching. Um, it, it's hard. To, it's hard to get much out of practices and pads <laughs> and and and, the, and shorts. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not the, uh, it's not the most exciting. I used to have to go cover Cardinals camp and go every day. And you kind of get to this point where you're tired of it. The players are tired of it and you know, but I, I am excited for, for new experiences and, and to see what's going on and obviously to, to talk to Bruce and, and see how everything's going. So I'll, I'll report back for the squad and let you guys know what I, what I'm hearing, but it, it's, it's definitely, it's almost here. We're so close to football season and uh, I always, July always takes the longest because it's a very, very slow month of sports and I cannot wait until we're moving in August and September and football season starting. Absolutely. Now you, you mentioned him right there. And of course we started off the show talking about the Buccaneers start and end with Jameis Winston. Now, the TDN Fantasy Podcast record predictions have the Buccaneers at eight and eight and nine and seven, which are two of the most optimistic record predictions we've seen for this team. We keep seeing, you know, three and thirteens and five and elevens and six and tens. Can Jameis Winston finally prove that he is a franchise quarterback 
if this team finishes at eight and eight or nine and seven? I think so. I think that I think that that is uh, definitive enough, considering it's the first year in the offense. It's a new staff. They have a pretty tough schedule. Um, their division's arguably one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Um, and and I and I think if he takes the right, I, I think you're going to know, right? I think you're going to be able to see visibly what it looks like to to see him take a step forward. And like I've said, and I think I've said it on this podcast. If he's not going to do it with Bruce Arians, he's not going to do it at all. So if it doesn't happen with Bruce and this coaching staff, it's just not meant to be for Jameis and the NFL. And I I assume because I've seen enough good from him that I think that they can put together a, a year's worth of, of good quality Jameis output. I think knowing that the staff has full faith in him going into the season is a huge thing for him. Um, quarterbacks usually don't deal well with comp- I know it sounds backwards, but with that competition type thing, it, it seems like people think that that's a great thing to like get it out of you, but that's great when you're a high school kid or you're a college kid trying to beat each other out. When you're a professional, you want to know that you can go in there and you're going to be the guy no matter what. And that's what Jameis knows. He knows he's the guy. He knows this is his shot. And it's a contract to your guys. You always see people play. He's playing for a contract. People play differently. It's it's just proven. And I, I think you're going to see a pretty damn good version of Jameis this year. Paige, thank you so much for joining us. Tell everyone what you have uh, on, on deck over there at the Draft Network and, of course, with the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Yeah, guys, we're dropping the rest of our previews throughout the rest of this month. So we have the AFC South and North coming this week and the NFC North. We're going to have Adam Rank on from the NFL Network, who a great fantasy analyst and big Chicago Bears fan. So obviously he and I will be talking about the Bears, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, potentially going to have Bruce Arians on coming up here pretty soon, which obviously Buccaneers fans will be excited about a couple players that are going to be joining our podcast over the next six weeks before the season kicks off. So a lot of exciting stuff. We're going to do our individual team breakdowns. My rankings are coming out. Jake's rankings are coming out. You can check all that out on the draftnetwork.com and obviously search for our podcast at TDN fantasy. All right. Well, once again, Paige, it's always fantastic to have you on the show. Thank you so much for some of your time. Yeah. Thanks guys. And make sure you're checking out everything that Paige is doing, of course, with the Draft Network, the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Follow her on Twitter at the underscore sports page. Now that's P-A-I-G-E, like her name, Paige Demakos. Make sure you're checking out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have a phenomenal day. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. It's just a fantasy. Oh, it's got the real thing.